0: what's going on everyone welcome to the weekly warrior podcast i'm the host of the day mr Corey Mueller, coming from the warrior workshop in canyon city colorado today our very special guest is brian hawthorne otherwise known as bry the math guy and we discuss why clear purpose plus hard work equals success thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy All right, Brian, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing excellent. Just living the Colorado dream, uh, <laughs> watching a hailstorm come through. Love, so, lovely recording weather. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, really, we really appreciate you being on today, and really excited to talk about some different things than we normally do. So yeah. the first, the thanks for first, having me. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing we're gonna do is I want. You to introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do, and where do you do it?
1: Well, my name is Brian Hawthorne. Online, I'm known as Bry the Math Guy, (laughs) my alias, uh, because um, online, what I do is I'm a I'm a YouTuber. I'm a math YouTuber right now. uh, My channel has about eleven thousand subscribers, over a million views, which is ridiculous to me yeah that's crazy (laughs) it doesn't really make sense to me and you know I work I work with the numbers but that one that one still kind of blows my mind (laughs) yeah that's Um, huge but uh right now so my background in education you know I did undergrad I did uh a major in math uh right now I'm just finishing up a master's program in pure mathematics I actually graduate this Saturday so I'm pretty pumped
0: Congratulations! That's awesome.
1: Oh, it's been a journey. I was going to
0: say, I'm sure it's been quite a bit of work to get a master's. And what's your actual? Because you're doing a math master's, but what's the actual degree? Yeah, it's it's literally just uh, an MA in in mathematics, a master's of art in mathematics. <laughs> there's no there's no fluff. It's it's straight up. That oh. sounds like my worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I'll be honest, as much as I like the subject, it's, it's been a huge struggle for me and it's, it's by no means like, (laughs) um, a nice road to go down for anyone. I don't think.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's a perfect segue into what I want to start talking to you about. So first question, I got to know, because this is such an interesting way to go about pursuing either a job or a, a dream or a goal or whatever. So, what led you to decide to do this online? And I'm I'm assuming you do in-person tutoring as well. But what led you to kind of make the decision to do this stuff?
1: Yeah, and I and I do in-person tutor. That is my my job right now. I work at a, I work at a college near me, and I do college-level math tutoring. Um, but yeah, I've, so one thing I've I've always been fascinated with entrepreneurship. Uh, you know. Building your own business, especially online. It's a very hot, big thing right now, just oh yeah. With you know, everybody wants to build their own business. And so me included, I thought that was always such a cool thing. Um and well, I thought, okay, what what can I do? Look at my strengths, you know. I, I can do math and mm, maybe I can play chess. These are like, this is it. That, that's about all I got. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a fitness model. Right. What <laughs> a, a lot of other, you know, um, people try to do like on Instagram sort of things. But the thing about YouTube that makes it a lot, um, a lot more what I want to do is because YouTube is built so much so much more different than any of the other social media platforms. Like if you look at like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, they all have like feeds, you know, you kind of swipe up and it kind of tells you what you're supposed to be looking at. Right. Whereas YouTube uh, and YouTube's owned by Google, YouTube is a search engine. So people go into YouTube knowing what they want to look for. And a lot of times, you know, especially students, who have a specific question they want to ask maybe a math question you know right. they go to google they go to youtube and they sort of type in the question that lets them find you or find me hopefully whereas i mean if you were on on facebook and you're just like scrolling along like you're not there to to learn necessarily right. you're not right. there to do math so that that's really a good platform there's lots and lots of math youtubers so what i'm doing is by far not unique
0: gotcha. gotcha um
1: and the other thing too is i've always loved video i mean i actually had i had a youtube channel back in like early days of youtube like 2005 or six <laughs> the dark the dark times of the internet <laughs> <laughs> it was i mean youtube didn't even know what it was back then and i had a channel and i was making videos back then not about math it was like <laughs> doing whatever i was doing back then right and uh for like my high school was we have to do senior projects. I don't know if that's something, something you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So my senior project, I made a documentary of my chess team, you know, it was video. And so I've always loved making videos and creating content and putting it out there. And so I kind of just, I mixed that with, with math and, and, uh, saw a few other people doing YouTube math type videos and, and there you go. That's, that's the kind of what, what sparked it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that, so you kind of, You kind of explained this a little bit, but is there anything else that you can elaborate on as to why YouTube has been your chosen platform? Because as you said, there's so many different forms of social media or, you know, video space and uh, recording software to do podcasts and videos and social media updates and stuff like that. And YouTube is your main platform. So how, besides what you've already said, is there any other main reasons why YouTube has been your chosen platform? Yeah, like, like you said, I mean, one big thing is the monetization.
1: So YouTube is one of the few platforms, or at least I'll say one of the few platforms that does it fairly well, that allows creators to monetize their content. Uh, I don't know exactly if, if like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram does it per se, but uh, as as everybody knows, um, if you're a YouTube partner, which I am, you can place ads on the front and back, and even in your videos. Right. And as people view the ads, you know, uh, you can earn a little bit of a little bit of ad revenue that way. So that's a big thing. Although, it's a very small amount, and any YouTuber who makes any amount of money with YouTube will tell you this: that making money from the YouTube ad revenue, it's not it's not easy. Especially right. if that's like your main goal, most people will tell you to uh, try to use YouTube to monetize in other ways. So what a lot of people will do is YouTube's such a great platform for selling things, uh, which I haven't done. Maybe I'll look into in the future, maybe selling math courses and that sort of thing. It's an idea, yeah. I, ha- idea yeah. I have, but um, a lot of people use it for that. Um, so, so the monetization aspect is, is definitely part of the reason. The other big reason is the fact that it's the second largest search engine in the world behind Google Sure, and, and, the, and they work so well and it's so much easier for people to find you than on probably almost any other platform. Right. Right. And, and just, if I asked you, um, like what, what online platforms do you, do you use to watch video. YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's what I mean. It's like people have trouble
0: even coming up with another one. So like maybe Vimeo, I think. I was going to say Vimeo maybe. Uh, but other than that, I, I can't really think of anything that I use on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. And it's like Facebook Facebook videos maybe trying to do a thing for a while. And, right. and I think Amazon videos trying to fight. But it's like YouTube is just – it's on top. And I know people are saying – Watch out! Like this thing is going to be the next YouTube, and I, I just don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least no, not absolutely. not right now. I, I mean, I I mean, I'm sure YouTube will have its fall one day, but I don't see that happening anytime
0: soon. So you talked about uh, you like to be entre- entrepreneurial. That's something that you've always been kind of that you've always enjoyed, and now you're getting. You've obviously been more involved with it since you've started your YouTube channel. What ways? Do you market your business uh, and your you know your business and your channel because some of your videos it's crazy how many views they have and then some of them have way fewer uh, in the grand scheme of things even 300 views is a lot because that's 300 people showing up to an auditorium to listen to you talk about something that's true if you, <laughs> if you look at it like that it's but crazy. then you've got like 350 thousand views on some so you're filling you know you're filling three stadiums full of people <laughs> that want to come. Like, here what you have to say. So how do you market your channel to to reach all these people? Because math is uh, – how do I, I – math wasn't my thing, and it's so many people. Like, there's a lot of people where math is not their chosen thing. So how do you market that to be relevant and popular? It's a really good question because you're
1: right. Um, math is, is not popular, and it's not really something people are – going to search for you know it's hard enough to get people's attention on the internet like doing anything let alone like math which as you said is not everybody's favorite thing i mean most people have bad experiences with math they want as little math as possible so why yeah why would they spend their free time on youtube looking at more of it right um it's a great question and so what i've done i've done a little bit of the kind of traditional things you would expect, you know, posting on different social media outlets, some Facebook posts, some Reddit posts. And I really had almost no success with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've looked into maybe doing a little bit of, of YouTube ads, you know, putting me at the start and end of other people's videos, you know, sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, YouTube, again, it, for me, it's built as a search engine, So the best way that I can market myself is figuring out what are people searching for in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so this goes into a huge thing about search engine optimization and keyword research. And these are things that if you start looking into anything online business, you're going to see people are talking about all the time. People are talking about how do I set up my thing so people can find it right and so what you have to think about is at least for me i'm putting myself in the place of the student okay i'm a student what am i typing into the internet that's going to solve my problem (laughs) how do you do math (laughs) yeah and and it's like so so a lot of this goes down to just literally going to the search bar of youtube and start typing in math terms because if you'll see like what happens and, and you know this with any search engine it'll start auto-populating. Like if you start typing in just like like, uh, workouts for, and then like a whole bunch of stuff will auto-populate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you'll see what people are actually searching for. And so what you do is you take those keywords or those key phrases, and you can make those the title of your video or even um, just make a video about that subject and make the title your keyword. And hopefully... If you make a creative, creative enough thumbnail and you make the video good enough, what ends up happening is you rank higher in the search. So, for example, let's just uh, – let's say you wanted to make a video for, for – I don't know. What, what, what workout did you do today?
0: Uh, you, it was a CrossFit workout.
1: You did a, so let's say you, want, you have a new CrossFit workout that you want to promote. And let's say you have a video for it and you want to rank it in YouTube. So you go to YouTube okay. and you start typing in CrossFit workouts and you see what's, what's coming up.
0: And I don't know, what,
1: what type of CrossFit workout? To so today.
0: it was a benchmark workout called the Tabata something. Okay. <laughs> so maybe
1: you do CrossFit workout Tabata. And you, if you see any kind of key, keywords that are showing up that people are searching for, you can pick one of those as your title. Gotcha. And when you upload the video, as people type that word in, you know, your video might come up. And as people watch it more and more, it might rise higher in the search pages. And uh, hopefully that's what gets views. That's, that's the best way that, I have, uh, that I've done it. Um, because like you said, some of my videos have like no views. And the reason for that is no one's searching for them. Or at the very least, they're so low in the search. Like even if the keyword was perfect, right? They're like the third page of YouTube, and right. no, nobody goes past like the first or second page when you're looking for videos or right. anything. So it's like a combination of getting the right keywords and a few other factors that make people want to click. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you if you make those two things together, you don't have to worry about the marketing so much. Pe- people will just people will just come.
0: Yeah, they'll come and watch your video because they've seen it. So many other people have watched it, so it's obviously helpful or whatever. Sure, because it was interesting. Your your most viewed one, I believe, is the the video about calculus. Yeah, it's uh, one of them. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some other ones which I related more to what I wish you know videos that were co- titled what I Wish. Uh, what I would have wished I knew before becoming a math major. So, <laughs> yeah. So stuff <laughs> like that, because I I watched a pretty decent amount of your videos and I'm like the math ones, Granted, Math isn't my thing. And I was just like, I have no idea what is going on here. I'm pretty sure we're in star Trek and <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. So it's, that's really interesting that you, you, you know how to manipulate the system and that's, I mean, but that's what people do. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting. So I want to shift gears a little bit. We've talked about your platform and we've talked about how you kind of market your business. What I want to know is, was this an intentional career choice or did it kind of happen by accident? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, As
1: I was an undergrad, when I went to college, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And all I knew was, I wanted to be successful, you know, whatever, whatever that's supposed to mean. (laughs) So, so what I started doing in college was just, instead of doing what I should have done, which was figuring out what I wanted, I just took as many classes as I could. I just took, I, I overloaded myself and I took not only like the most classes I could, but also the hardest classes I could. I took the... Most difficult professors on campus they had like a reputation of being difficult and I guess I had it made up in my head that if I took all these hard classes and somehow got through them, I would be a success. And I started doing that and by the end of by the end of my college, my undergraduate, I was graduating with a with a double major and a minor. <laughs> so I graduated from penn state with a with a degree in mathematics a degree in actuarial science and a minor in statistics wow in four years that's amazing and um i was burnt out (laughs) Uh, by the end of it i i thought you know having like multiple degrees and all this impressive whatever i thought it would i thought that was what made me successful you know i thought that would give me respect and what i wanted And I ended up getting burnt out Mm -hmm. and my plan was to be an actuary. That's, that's was my other major was actuarial science. And for anyone that doesn't know actuaries, well, they do a number of things, but a big thing is like pricing insurance. Mm. So it's about as exciting as it sounds, (laughs) you know, it's, it's miserable work and um, at least, you know what, that's not fair. It, It was miserable for me. So, I had I had an internship, an actuarial internship between my junior and senior year of college, and it was not a good experience. It was it was like the movie Office Space, you know, (laughs) in a a cubicle. I was working with spreadsheets all day and uh, the spreadsheets I was doing were like with retirement benefits and. You know, I was looking at the data, and, and I guess the guy had, like, died, so we had to, like, cancel his retirement benefits, something like that. And it was just, it was, it was like, terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible yeah. for me. And, and I think by that time, you know, I, I was going into my senior year. I was going to graduate with all these degrees that I didn't want. And I was burnt out, and I didn't know what to do. And so I had been a tutor, tutoring math, all through my undergraduate. I was a peer tutor. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got lucky in that my college uh, needed a professional tutor. So I was like, all right, um, you need a math degree. I have that. Uh, You need tutoring experience. I've done that. And so I sort of just stayed as a tutor part-time and was doing almost nothing else. But I was so burnt out, I feel, like, I feel like that's the best I could do. Sure, yeah. And I always had it made up in my mind that I wanted to do some sort of online business. You know, As burnt out as I was, I always had this like, weird idea of success, what, whatever that's supposed to mean. And I knew I loved video. I knew I loved math, to a point. And I knew I wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these, other, all these other YouTubers, many math YouTubers, and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and so I just started doing that. And it, it kind of, I didn't know if it would turn into anything. And I just started putting out more and more videos. They were terrible at first, <laughs> as, as they are, you know. Um, you know, it's so it's so crazy because some of my some of my first videos, you know, it's it's what you expect. You know, I was writing. You all you could see was my hand on a whiteboard, and the camera was shaky because it was like on a shaky tripod thing, and just filming on my iPhone. Um, and now if you look at my my newer videos, you know, I've got I've got a 4K. DSLR camera and I've got softbox lights and I've got a glass see-through whiteboard that I write on you can see me and I flip the camera so it looks like I'm writing backwards it's 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 a cool trick Um, yeah but it's just it's so funny that it's like I started basically totally burnt out I didn't know what I wanted to do and I sort of just started this YouTube channel and it kind of at some point it just it started to snowball and I started to make a little bit of improvements here, little improvements there, and I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with the results. I I really don't have any regrets as far as not going down a more traditional career path. Right. And uh, once I got kind of out of my burnout a little more, I decided, you know, uh, YouTube's going well, but I'm still only working part time. And then I enrolled in my in my master's program because I thought. I also want to teach in, in person, you know, be a quote, real teacher. And so, like I said, I only have a few more days and then I maybe
0: can do that. Heck yeah. And you're, you're out in the, the real world once again. <laughs> yeah. We'll see so what happens? I think it's really amazing uh, what you talked about when you did all the, you did all of these extremely difficult things. You took the hardest classes and you, you did, you, you took the hardest professors and you did all this stuff to achieve a two degrees and uh, two majors and a minor. And you, you put your nose to the grindstone thinking that was all that you ever wanted. And then once you got it, it was like it from what I understand, it sounded like you had the realization of wait a second, this isn't what I want, but I've always liked these things. And as soon as you started doing that, I, I find it just absolutely amazing that you were able to you just did the thing that you wanted to do and the passion showed and then the success came in time because you were putting out quality content because you enjoyed doing it so i find that really amazing and that's exactly what we like to talk about on this podcast is people who every day there's a book that is called the crossroads of should and must and you we're doing the things that you, you thought you should do or what people thought, you know, told you you should do. And then one day you just decided I'm going to do what I must, what, what my, what my heart and soul is telling me I must do. And you've experienced some really awesome success. So I think that that's, that's really, I I think that's fantastic. So if, or let me ask you this, what was the biggest challenge starting out with your, with your channel? I think it's the challenge that
1: everyone has when they start any sort of social media business, any sort of online business, especially on YouTube. The challenge is just getting views. I mean, when you start, you're absolutely nobody and nobody's watching and no one can find you. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And it's hard to explain that to people because no one sees that. You know, when people find you, online they're seeing the results of years of work right and they they only to them it seems like kind of an overnight thing whereas i took about i want to say it was almost two and a half years before i got to a thousand subscribers and then just in the last year or so i multiplied that by 10 Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So it's really, really a struggle those first few years because you don't know what you're doing, (laughs) (laughs) right? You're not only do you have that going against you, but nobody knows you. No one can find you. And even if they did your quality, your, your quality of content probably wouldn't be that good. And what you sort of have to do is just, is just take your lumps, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You sort of just, and that's, that's what I did. So I I kind of made a challenge for myself that I would just make, you know, a video every day for, for so long, or it was a few videos a day. And I was putting them out there. I put out a video a day for almost an entire summer Mm. and almost no one watched them, you know, they're still there. Sure. They still get some views, right? But it was the whole process of consistently building my craft, consistently putting stuff out there, and then eventually, it just so happened I made that one video that you alluded to, and I had made like a hundred videos before this, but for whatever reason, and I can't tell you if I just typed in the right keywords or. YouTube just picked it up and the algorithm took off. I I don't know, but I made that one video and it really wasn't that much different than all the others and it exploded. Mm -hmm. And that one video generated, you know, hundreds of thousands of views for me, thousands of subscribers. And to anyone looking at that, you know, they say, Oh wow. But they don't see the hundred videos that came before that. That you had like 150 or 200 or yeah, 300 or, like views. Yeah. no views. <laughs> so, the the challenge the challenge is is really that it, it's not it's not even the challenge of not having views. The real challenge is sticking with it.
0: Right. That's
1: that's the challenge is yeah. is doing what you should be doing, even though there's no results. And like I really I try to think of it like um, like chopping down a big tree, you know, if you have a tree that you want to chop down, I don't care how big it is. I don't care how big it is. If you go out every day with an ax and you swing at it five times, it's going to fall. Mm -hmm. I don't care how long it takes, but those first days suck. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, for sure. And those first days, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything. It feels like you're making no progress. It feels like you're never going to get there. But if you keep going at it, if you keep persisting, the tree must fall.
0: That's uh, I love that. That's really really great. The the I'm gonna pull that quote. Everyone needs to remember that doing what you should be doing, even when there are no results, uh, that is, I, I I that really resonates with me, and I think that that's great. So, if you weren't a tutor. What would you choose to do?
1: So, uh, like, I couldn't be a teacher either. You mean just like if I wasn't doing math? Let's or... yeah. Let's say if math wasn't your thing, <laughs> I can choose anything I want. Sure, I would be a professional chess player. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <laughs> that's my other passion. Yeah, I love chess. I'm not. I'm not very good. Like, I'm a. As far as like the uh like the chess rankings go i'm an average player <laughs> sure um but yeah I, i've always loved chess you know I, I played in high school you know i i was like pennsylvania unrated quick chess champion in like 2010 or something i wow. don't know it's, it's yeah which means you know it just means i won. and i i showed up to a tournament and i got lucky and i happened to win that tournament but um yeah i've, I've always loved chess i actually have a very very small youtube channel no one knows about it it's called Brad the chess guy <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> which which i never upload to but yeah I just I've, I've, that's just some videos on there of me playing playing chess online live you know people live stream like video games all the time you know everybody's on twitch streaming Call of Duty or whatever. I, I stream I stream
0: chess. <laughs> that's, ama- that's amazing. That is so awesome. If I wasn't going to be a math guy, I'd be a chess guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, uh, <laughs> Apple not far from the tree. <laughs> Seriously, that is amazing. <laughs> um, so I have to know because, again, this is such a a different route that so many people don't take. So who was your inspiration growing up? to do these things to like entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, the whole math thing. Yeah. Who was, who inspired you to, to do this?
1: It's a tough question because as far as the motivation for it, I don't think there was a lot of people I looked up to like about it. I think just, um, The way I grew up and some of the experiences I had and a lot of what I went through in college that I told you about, Mm -hmm. it it made me realize that I didn't want to follow a traditional path. You know, I, I said I want to be a teacher, but I don't even almost consider that as traditional as probably most people do. Right. When I think of a traditional path, you know, I think, okay, go to high school, go to college, get a good corporate job, retire at 65. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I see as the traditional path, at least in the United States. Yes. And uh, I think a lot the of American people... The American dream. The American dream, right? And, and so I'm a big believer in not the American dream. <laughs> I, I don't like it because I think it sets a lot of people up to fail. Mm-hmm. And I think it sets a lot of people up for a huge letdown. Because I yeah. think uh, what happened to me in a way... Happens to a lot of people, you know, I think they go to college with this expectation that they're going to graduate, get a high paying job and everything, everything's going to be okay. Right. But I think what happens to some people is they go to college, they graduate and there's no job.
0: Especially during, in in our time. Yeah. For our generation. For sure.
1: I mean, I think maybe that was true 30 years ago. Yes. But, you know, and, and in a better situation, what happens? Okay, you go to college, you get the job, and you're miserable. For some people. If, if, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people, like, <laughs> really can say that they love their job. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very many, if they're, if yeah. they're honest with themselves. I think many people have settled yes. and I, I, maybe that's
0: harsh. I don't know if I'm being too harsh. No, not at all. That's, I, I, <laughs> I that's the, the total, I think that's the total truth. That's the t-
1: and, and so when I had my internship, I just knew I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this for the rest of my life. And I feel like I was on the track of, of, like I said, the American dream, you know, corporate job, retire at 65, house with
0: a picket fence. Right. And you were going to make you were going to make a, a good living and be able to live very comfortably and support a family and all these things. Yeah.
1: I mean, actuaries make fantastic money. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I I, I could have done it. And and I feel like I caught it early. Like I caught myself early. And I think what happens to most people is they catch themselves too late. I yeah, think, I think they catch themselves at 30, 35. And now they have a family and kids and they don't have a
0: choice and they just stick it out because that's what, what else are you going to do? do? Yeah, what, exactly. What, what,
1: what are your options here? Yeah. you know, Cause you know what your options are then you have to keep the job because you have to support the, support the family and children. You, you have mortgages, bills, whatever
0: car payments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so it's like, you have to keep the job, but you want to break free. So okay. you you use what time you have to try to side hustle or side business or whatever it might be. And some people can do it. A lot of people, it's not going to happen.
0: And I, people will hate me for saying that. No, but that's exactly, that's exactly kind of what we preach though. We talk about, uh, a spe- like, and right now I'm huge on this kick cause I kind of experienced the same thing just in an, in kind of a separate universe as you, I slaved away in a much different sector of the job market and realized, I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. So I got out and I took a huge pay cut to get out. So I, I completely understand that, understand that. But I have a lot of friends who are climbing the corporate ladder and they're accumulating a lot of debt they're accumulating a lot of things but they're really not they're not happy in their in their day-to-day but they're doing it anyway because that's what
1: it's what you're supposed been, to
0: do right that's what that's what we've been brainwashed to believe so i i think that you are spot on with that assessment of the american dream and there's been tons of studies and documentaries about how the american dream people talk about the american dream being dead I think the American dream just needs to evolve because instead of people just slaving away to do what they have been taught they should do, they need to pursue what sets them on fire. Because if you're, you know, the world needs more people that are set on fire with passion about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I think that's one of the biggest problem
1: with the American dream is there's no passion. There's no passion there like a lot of the people that i tutor that are on the american dream path are engineers you know i'm a calculus tutor so engineers need calculus and mm-hmm. and i talk to them about it and some of them are very passionate and that's great so don't get me wrong if you are passionate about what you're doing and and you're doing the typical corporate whatever and you're happy that's amazing yeah Fantastic. for sure Like, cause, cause then you almost have the best of both worlds. You can have the quote American dream and be happy. Yep. But the problem is I talk to the students who are engineering students and they hate it. And I'm like, why, why are you an engineering major? Well, they're the highest paying majors. Mm -hmm. And and so there's a problem, (laughs) right? Um, And, and so that's, that was my big thing is, is I saw early enough for me what I didn't want to do. And I knew that if it wasn't going to be tutoring or teaching math, maybe doing YouTube and online business, Mm -hmm. the answer is a no from me. Let me, let me give you an example. I, I've, you know. I'm graduating soon. I am applying to jobs, and I've applied to some different type of things. I saw a job recently. Recently, um, it was for uh, a chess tutor position. Interesting <laughs> enough, so I was like, "Wow, that's that sounds really cool," and um, so I applied for it. Uh, and I got to talking with the guy. He was really interested in me, and he he even was talking about. Uh, types of salary. He was like $40 an hour. And I was was like, yeah, it's, that sounds great. But the more I got to talking with him uh, and the more I learned about the organization, uh, you know, it really wasn't what I was looking for. And so the answer was a no from me. Sure. Yeah. And I had another experience for, from a tutoring center, you know, also wanted to pay me well, but They wanted me to tutor, like, ACT, SAT prep, other stuff, uh, stuff that wasn't true to me. Yeah. And so the answer was, again, a no from me. And and so I really feel much clearer in myself of what, what am I looking for? Because since I know what I want, everything else can be a no. And I think that's really, really a powerful thing. That a lot of people could use.
0: We're going to move on to something that Brian brought up to me that he wanted to talk about, which is the 80-20 rule. And I have no idea what it is. So educate me on what it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. So it it also,
1: it goes along with the stuff I've sort of been talking about. So the 80-20 rule, it's also called Pareto's principle. So... Throw that out there because there's a Pareto distribution for the math people out there. But anyway, the 80-20 rule basically says that the majority of the output comes from the minority of the input. Put another way, that most of the result comes from a little amount of the effort that you put in. And so people call it the the 80-20 rule. But it doesn't have to be that strict. You know. It could be a 80-10 rule or maybe a 90-20 rule or something like that. It doesn't have to be perfect. The whole idea is that most of the gains come from the minority of the effort. Let me, let me give you an example. You can use my YouTube channel. Right now, I have, I don't know, somewhere over a million views over all my videos. <laughs> and I have over 300 videos but about 60% of all of my views have come in, have come from seven videos wow so so that's not an 80 20 that's more like a 62 if yeah. you think of it like that like 60% of my views have come from 2% of my videos which is very weird you know you wouldn't expect this to happen but this sort of phenomenon happens everywhere. I mean, people know it as far as wealth distribution. I mean, most people know that a minority of the people have the majority of the wealth in almost any country. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also true that probably, I would argue that if you look at the clothes you wear, you probably wear 20% of your clothes about 80% of the time. Oh yeah, It's, it's, it's a very, very interesting phenomenon and it happens in an incredible amount of circumstances and i bring it up because if you can really figure out and focus on that 20 percent, in other words focusing on what actually matters what really is the thing that's making the difference and just work on that i mean that's probably all you need let me give you an example If you took my YouTube channel and you stripped away all, but like my most successful videos, I don't know how much of a difference you would see. Sure. If you just took my top 10% videos and you took everything else away, it wouldn't be that much different, which, which is interesting. And it works in almost anything you want to achieve. I mean, if, if you're trying to like, say, say you work out and you're going to the gym and I said, you can only do three exercises and that's it. Okay. I'll go to bench squat and deadlift and I'll probably get most of the gains. I was going to get anyway from my right. entire workout. It's right. not going to be perfect, right? But it's going to be where the majority of the benefits lie. Sure. And so what I've, used to do with my youtube video was i would just put out something every day you know it's it's a new day that means a new video i don't really know i don't really know what it's going to be about yet i'll just put out a video but now and what i'm also focusing my attention to now is what actually matters what videos actually get views what do what videos do people actually want to watch Mm -hmm. and so I don't put out a video every day. I used to do that, but that's not necessarily a good strategy. If you can put out a video every day that people want to watch, fantastic. But if you can't, then you focus only on
0: the essential few. So if I'm putting this in like layman's terms, would it be quality over quantity? Is that essentially yeah. what this is? Yeah. I would say that's a very good that's a very
1: good way to look at, at it. I almost think of it more as just removing the fluff. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cut out the bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm I and it, it's it it's everywhere. I mean, if you read like a a self-help book, there's probably only one or two ideas in a 300-page self-help book that are actually you know what you're there for
0: that yeah they really get you going and get you fired up
1: yeah it's it's a great thing if you can figure it out and i think that's what either is troubling troubling about it or what people don't want to really look into sure and there, there's this sort of Something I'm starting to get into now, it's called essentialism. It's kind of like minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the author, but I just read a book on it. Uh, and his whole thing was less but better. Less but better. I like less, it. Less but better. Yeah, it's, he said it's the disciplined pursuit of less, if I'm stealing his words. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it kind of goes back to some stuff I was saying about the jobs that I'm looking for. You know, I have a very clear picture of what I want to, what I want my job to be. And, you know, I have all these other offers. I have all these other opportunities, but I cut them out. You know, I know exactly what the better thing is. Mm -hmm. And so I cut out anything that's not exactly what I'm going for. That's awesome. And other things too, like I'm right now, I'm in the process of kind of, completely stripping um most of my wardrobe down to like just the stuff i actually like to wear and love to wear i mean how many of us have all sorts of clothes that we don't wear and we don't even like and so it's like why why do we have these things and yeah. so and it's not just clothes you know it's, it's books or you know you name it everyone's right? got their thing that they that they over
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah and and so if it doesn't I'll steal a uh, Mary Kondo's thing if it doesn't spark joy with you. Right? <laughs> if you, if yeah. you know that yeah. Netflix, yeah. uh, the Netflix series of um, yeah, tidying so that, up tidying up. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so that's, that's another thing about it that that I'm sort of like, does this does this spark joy? Do I absolutely love this? And if it's a no, then we pass perfect. And that's, that's, I'm trying to, it's not easy. You know, it's easy to talk about, (laughs) but it's hard to do. Yeah. So it's it's super
0: hard, especially like with job hunting too, because they're probably offering you really solid compensation for your time. And you're still able to sit there and say, this isn't what I want. You know, it's a great offer. However, I I have to say, no, it's hard too, because it's, you know,
1: I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not financially free or anything here, you know. A better yeah. a better paycheck would be would mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And so it is hard. It's hard because I really feel like almost at any point right now, I could switch back to the path of the quote American dream. You know, I could I could wake up and start applying for corporate jobs, and I feel like I could probably land a quote good corporate job. You know, almost any day of the week. Yeah, probably, but I, I choose not to because I know what I'm going for and it, it is really hard sometimes. And it's really, it's a struggle. It's, it's, it's not easy, but I have to believe that this is still the right path. You know, I'm, I think maybe this is just another form of chopping down the tree. Yeah. Right. I'm, if i if I'm just keep chopping the tree, it's going to fall.
0: So talking about chopping the tree, that's a perfect segue into, we, we asked this question to all our guests, what does being a warrior mean to you?
1: That's a great question. I really think it's a combination of things. Um, one of my favorite books in the world is called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Uh, he's the guy that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, if, mm-hmm. if you've heard of him. Yep. And so he's got all these, all these principles, you know, success principles, whatever. And a few of them really stick out to me that I think just the shine above, above the rest. Number one is always is responsibility. And that's a weird word <laughs> already because, you know, you're told as a kid, like, ah, oh, be responsible, got to be responsible. But to me, it's more than that. Like responsibility, that means taking credit or being accountable for or however you want to say it for everything in your life like if you're late to work that's on you i don't care if it was traffic i don't care if there was an accident i don't care if you're sick you're late because that's what you made happen Mm -hmm. so responsibility in like the grander sense of the word Just completely owning everything, no matter what, no matter what happens in your life, it's your fault. Now that again, that's really easy to say, right? (laughs) Right, right. It's really easy to say it's hard to do. And I think it's something that I'm continuously working on or I'm trying to work on because there are lots of times where I'm just complaining or I'm blaming. It's really easy to not take responsibility, but If there was one characteristic that a warrior would have for me, I think that would be it. I think responsibility other than that, a big thing is if you can't tell definiteness of purpose, clarity. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is your, yeah. Just, you know what you're going for, right? You're, you know, exactly what is the end goal And you know how to get there, or maybe you don't know how to get there, but at least you know what the goal is. So you can push away the fluff. You've got to start somewhere. I think if you have those two things, I think, I think you can get pretty far with
0: just those two, to be honest. Yeah. Those are, I like those answers and that's not something that we've heard yet. So I, that those are awesome. I really like that. Great. So what's next for you real quick. Why don't you put in a little plug? What's what's happening in the life of Bry, the math guy? And what's what's next?
1: What's next? Well, like I said, I have my graduation ceremony on Saturday, <laughs> graduating, and I'm hoping to land a teaching position. I'm hoping to do a few new things with my YouTube channel, a few, a uh, few things in the works that I'm not going to totally spoil yet. Cause I don't know if they're going to completely happen, but, <laughs> but, uh, just some, some hopefully different types of videos going
0: on in the future, maybe a little bit more interesting. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> I'm not a math person, but I'm going to stay tuned cause I like the videos anyway. So really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story and everything that, has led you to where you are and congratulations on earning your master's degree in mathematics it's absolutely insane you're an insane dude and i love it (laughs) thanks very much it was a pleasure to be here i had a blast thanks man we'll talk later all right take care peace thanks for joining us on episode 14 of the weekly warrior podcast and thank you to bry the math guy for being our guest this week As always, leave us a rating or review, and we hope you join us next week to discover the warrior within.